Welcome to Self-Guided Season 2, Episode 7, Harnessing the Power of Self-Awareness for Growth, Not Self-Criticism. In this episode, we are exploring self-awareness as a pillar of body confidence for all women leaders because it is one of the most useful tools that we have. But what we're also doing is making sure to not use this tool against ourselves as I have done, and as I've seen so many coaches do. So as someone who has personally experienced the incredible benefits of self-awareness, I'm excited to share my insights with you, practical tools, and concrete examples to help you on your journey towards embracing that inner strength, your inner strength. So what exactly is self-awareness? It means getting to know, being aware of, and understanding your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions when it comes to any particular topic. And it's essential for overcoming negative thoughts about your body and reaching your full potential, really. But self-awareness can be a double-edged sword. While it's crucial for personal growth and leadership, it can also lead to self-criticism, self-doubt, if not managed or used properly. That is why it is so important to learn how to use self-awareness as a tool for growth, for empowerment, not as a weapon against yourself. For women leaders, self-awareness is a game changer. It helps us overcome body image concerns, allowing us to confidently step into our roles as coaches, business owners, public speakers, authors, and more. Because when we're self-aware, we can identify the reasons behind our body image concerns and work to overcome them. See them for what they are, things that are blocking us. This enables us to then embrace our unique gifts and talents, ready to make a positive impact on the world. Self-awareness will show you where you are now in your current thinking about your body. It's not where you will be indefinitely, so no need to worry about that. What you do need to know is that this will be the starting point. So you can work through what's actually holding you back, which is going to be different for every single person. As a woman leader, recognizing your unique starting point is going to be crucial to overcoming the obstacles that are holding you back. It's your own unique way of getting through it. So take a moment to reflect on the reasons behind your body image concerns. Are they rooted in past experiences, societal pressures, internalized beliefs of any kind? My guess, it's probably a combination of all of those things. Understanding the root causes will then help you create a plan to move forward. Let's take, for example, a life coach who might have had an experience of body shaming in the past, which has led her to doubting her abilities, avoiding promoting her services. By understanding the root cause of her body image issues and concerns, she can now work on healing those wounds and regain that confidence in herself, in her body, and in her expertise. It's the same self-awareness that allows you to identify and challenge the negative beliefs that you uncover about your body that are basically holding you back. Only then can you replace those beliefs with thoughts that boost your self-esteem and your motivation. There are so many different methods for overcoming beliefs that are limiting you, but in the end, questioning them, dismantling them, and finding your own truth, not what so-and-so said was correct about bodies, 
is what will help you to replace those beliefs that are holding you back with solid beliefs that empower you to be authentically you in the body that you are in right now. This newfound body confidence will empower you to self-promote, speak in public, and build a strong online presence. All essential elements of success in today's world for leaders. Here's the interesting bonus here. Self-awareness also shows you what type of strategies have worked for you in the past when you've navigated similar limiting beliefs. Again, limiting beliefs, thoughts that are holding you back, same thing. What worked there can work here. If you're aware what worked, that's also part of self-awareness. You can think back on when you successfully overcame a challenge or achieved a goal. What strategies did you use then? How can you apply those same strategies to your current body beliefs? Because you can put them here too and see how that goes. By learning from your past successes, you can develop a roadmap for overcoming your body image concerns and stepping into your power as a woman leader. If we were to take a business owner who previously overcame her fear of public speaking, she might be able to recall the techniques that she used to build her confidence. Because not every business owner is born with all that confidence. Maybe they joined a Toastmasters club or they started practicing in front of really supportive friends and peers. She can apply these same strategies to overcoming her body image concerns and start to confidently promote her business. Let's talk about the other fun thing because practicing self-awareness helps you to develop empathy and emotional resilience. This emotional strength will lead to enhanced productivity, motivation, and ability to seize valuable opportunities for growth and your business, whatever it might be. That same empathy and emotional resilience what you need for genuine connections is also what you need to overcome obstacles as you grow your capacity to be seen more and more. And then understanding and learning to navigate emotions improves your ability to handle body image concerns, both yours and that of people that you are here to inspire. One of the reasons that many of us don't have such a good relationship with our bodies is because we're living in our heads and we've completely disconnected from our bodies. And so somebody who is really trying to be a leader in their industry, who's avoiding on having an online presence, for example, would actually benefit from starting a yoga practice or any kind of embodiment practice because to reconnect with their body, with their emotions, will ultimately help them to feel more comfortable and confident in their body, helping them share that message online. It all works together. Your body, that very thing that you're having all the thoughts about, the very thing that you are either, you know, trying to micromanage or on the flip side, avoiding altogether because it's too painful, wherever you land here, your body can actually be your greatest tool. You need to start becoming aware of it. One way to start reconnecting with it is to become aware of it. That's why practices such as yoga are so helpful. But other physical practices where you're actually mindful of your body as you're doing them will have the same effect. So to that end, I will not leave you hanging. Here are some tools for you if you're interested in increasing your self-awareness that I haven't talked about yet. One powerful technique is journaling. 
By writing down your thoughts and feelings, you can gain a much clearer understanding of your emotions and identifying patterns that may be contributing to your body image struggles. The key is to not judge the writing. Allow it to flow. This is going to be a bit challenging because you're being asked to use your brain to write the paper, but at the same time, you're also being asked to not use your brain um, as a judgment tool on what you're writing. This is going to be a great exercise to get you started on awareness without judgment. You can also use mindfulness practices such as meditation or yoga, like I just mentioned. They can help you to cultivate greater self-awareness by encouraging you to focus on the present moment. And then you can observe your thoughts coming and going, your feelings coming and going without judgment. Notice again, the without judgment part. I can't emphasize that enough. Now, let me just add a somatic practice here for you because those are often really useful if you can't quite get out of your head and your head is like the part that is offering you those self-critical thoughts. Somatic practices, before we go on, our embodiment techniques all focus on the connection between mind and body, helping you become more attuned to your physical sensations and experiences. Sometimes you'll hear me refer to that as the felt experience. Which, by the way, even if you aren't attuned to it, it's happening all of the time, which is great because it's always available to you to some degree. As usual, only do what speaks to you and stop at any time if necessary. One powerful somatic technique is body scanning. This practice involves mentally scanning your body from head to toe, possibly all the way back up, noting any areas of tension or discomfort. Part of the beauty of this technique is that it still uses the part of you that wants to be super active, your mind, but you're giving it a task that helps to connect more with your body. By becoming aware of these sensations, you can learn to release tension and cultivate a deeper connection with your body. That deeper connection will help you to start seeing your body differently. You will start to notice other things about your body that will help you to balance your view of your body. What I've noticed with my coaching peers and clients after they learn about self-awareness and get their hands on some tools and start applying the techniques is that we can quickly turn the self-awareness and the tools against ourselves. So let me speak to that. Let me give you some really good ways for you to not do that. First, acknowledge your thoughts and feelings about your body. Start by acknowledging and accepting your thoughts and feelings without judgment. Remember that self-awareness is about understanding and growth and empowerment not self-blame. This is where things, again, like practicing mindfulness, meditation, to observe your thoughts without judgment, which can then enhance your emotional intelligence and leadership skills, would come in handy. Take a woman leader who often compares herself to others. If she starts to practice mindfulness, to observe these thoughts without judgment, she will be able to carry with her the experience of without judgment to other parts of her life, including how she sees her body, which will then allow her to refocus, not be distracted by those self-critical thoughts about her body, and instead focus on her unique strengths and accomplishments. It's important to recognize and accept your thoughts and feelings without judgment. And that can be hard because we've been told over and over that we are what we think, etc. 
But what if that is sometimes not super helpful to believe? Your thoughts are not an indication of your merit, of your worth, of your values, or of your eventual success. In fact, most of our thoughts are recycled things that we've heard or have told ourselves. They're not always useful. Those not useful thoughts still have an effect on you, even if you just halfway believe them. So it's important to know that they're there and what they are. So that's why the very first thing that we want to do in order to use self-awareness for good and not bad, good and not evil, is to acknowledge your thoughts and feelings without judgment. Let's bring this home a little bit. Has this ever happened to you? You're preparing for a major presentation. Can't shake the feeling that you're not good enough because of your body, because of what it looks like, because it doesn't look the part, or because you know that your stuttering is going to rear its head. Yeah. If you haven't been there, I will tell you right now that I have been there for sure. Now, in the past, I'd easily become very much aware of my thoughts. So I was self-aware. But the part that got me a lot during coach training, for example, was thinking that I shouldn't be having those thoughts because I knew better than to believe them. See, I had coached others through it. I really should be better by now. Oh, oh, ouch, did anyone else feel that one? Because I thought that one and believed it so often. And that's the part we want to mitigate if we can. The part where we are self-aware, but then use the tools that we know about mindset, about a growth mindset, you know, all the tools and use them against ourselves. Without ignoring or avoiding the thoughts that I noticed, one of the ways I was really able to become someone who doesn't use those coaching tools against herself is my tip number two, which is to focus on growth, not perfection. In fact, let's go a step further. When I started seeing the entire process of self-awareness as a practice and not as an end goal, then I was able to do it more consistently and with better results. So we want to use self-awareness to pinpoint areas where we are holding ourselves back, really become aware that we don't want to chase perfection in that area. We want to celebrate all those supposed imperfections as opportunities for empowerment. Consider using maybe a growth mindset journal to track your progress, just to make sure that it's something that acknowledges your uniqueness as well. If it's not in there, just add it as a sub note or something. Basically, use self-awareness to identify areas for improvement as in identifying what's not working and what is working for you and commit to continued practice for self-awareness, not an end goal for reaching self-awareness nirvana. That doesn't exist. My next tip is to practice self-compassion. I think you'll hear it a lot on this podcast. Show yourself kindness and understanding when facing these challenges or making mistakes. Remember that everyone, even the most successful leaders, has struggles. Use empowering affirmations to remind yourself of your worth, of your achievements, because that's going to help you diminish self-criticism and boost your self-esteem and leadership skills. Again, make sure that if you're using affirmations, that there are things you actually believe. Slapping on something nice and pretty that you do not believe is actually going to be a detriment. It's actually going to keep you where you are longer. You're better off with smaller steps of something you believe and to build on those. So what's something in between, right? I 
talked about other examples before. Let's do another one. If someone is struggling with body image issues, they might use affirmations like, I am worthy of success and happiness in the body I have right now. That's going to help them boost their self-esteem and confidence. One of the reasons that that affirmation before might work well for somebody is if it's aligned with their values. So remember I said, I'm worthy of success and happiness in the body I have right now. It's nothing to do about really what the body looks like. It is simply acknowledging that they have a body and that they are worthy of success and happiness with that body. So let's go on more deeply about setting goals aligned with your values. You want to use self-awareness to set goals that align with your values and strengths because it allows you to focus on what truly matters to you and your leadership journey. It's been my experience that oftentimes when we focus on our bodies or hyper-focus on it, that it's actually a form of keeping us safe from doing the thing that is really aligned with our values, but that would ask so much courage from us. Whatever your mission is, whatever your vision is, it takes so much courage to step in front of people and to say, here I am, and here's what I believe in, and here's how I think I can help you. So if I keep focusing on how my body is not ready yet, then I don't have to do that. So if we start to set goals that are aligned with our values and our strengths, then we start to focus on those things more. And it gives us the motivation to overcome our body image struggles because we have such a deep, important reason to do it. You may want to create a personal statement to help guide you on your goal setting process, if that helps, because it can really lead to greater motivation, productivity, and the ability to lead with confidence, which is what we want. And some of these goals can be super meta. You can think about a woman leader who is passionate about empowering others to overcome body image concerns. Well, she might set a goal to create and deliver a workshop on self-awareness and body positivity. Doing that means that she gets to not only help others, but use this opportunity to see where she still needs to and could continue to deepen her own commitment to body confidence. She wins, they win. It is time to liberate ourselves from self-criticism and embrace our growth and leadership journey. We can do that by harnessing the power of self-awareness and we can overcome body image concerns and step into our power as women leaders ready to make a positive impact on the world. Self-awareness without self-criticism really is the very first pillar of becoming body confident. So I'm really curious, do you think that it's going to be really easy for you, now that you know about it, to use self-awareness or empowerment without dipping your toe into self-criticism? I'd love to know. And if not, why is it difficult? Get in touch with me. Let me know. I would love to provide more help for everybody, more tips and tools. And if I know exactly why you're finding it difficult, then I can better serve you. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really do hope that you found these insights helpful in harnessing the power of self-awareness for growth, for empowerment, certainly not for self-criticism. Remember that you are worthy and capable and your unique gifts and talents are absolutely needed in this world. Until next time.
Are you ready to unlock the secret to elevating your body confidence and making a lasting impact as a leader? Introducing the Elevate Your Body Confidence Quiz, your key to embracing your inner and outer self. By taking this quiz, you'll not only uncover your unique strengths, but also receive personalized practices tailored just for you. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your life. To take the quiz, simply visit my website at dominicvandal.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com and enter your email. Share the quiz with your friends and let them experience the benefits too. And remember, if you have any questions about this episode or anything else, feel free to reach out. I'm here for you.